Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined in the podcast studio by Michelle Fonseca Camana. Michelle, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Derek. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm, I'm thankful and grateful that you would grace the podcast with your presence. I want people to know who you are. Michelle Fonseca Camana is a California Lemon Law lawyer who is passionate about consumer advocacy, education, and an unparalleled client experience. She is the founder and principal attorney at West Coast Lemons. She was recently one of only 60 Latina attorney, uh, lawyers chosen from across the nation to participate in the Hispanic National Bar Association's Latina Leadership Academy and is an active member of Justice HQ, Consumer Attorneys Association of Los Angeles and Orange County Women's Lawyers Association. Again, I'm excited to showcase your journey. Why don't we get started off with the first question. What inspired you to become an attorney? So I might have a little bit of a different story than most people because I didn't grow up wanting to be an attorney. Um, I actually, up through college, really, my goal was to be the editor-in-chief of Cosmo Magazine. <laughs> That's okay. the direction my life was going. I loved writing. I loved learning people's stories and being able to tell people's stories. So that was my passion. But there was just something in me that was like, I want to do more than that. You know, I want to actually help people and telling people stories is powerful, but taking it one step further was something that I, you know, just felt in my heart. Um, and I had a internship in college with the Santa Barbara County probation. And I got to learn people's stories um, once they were arrested and just <laughs> learning their stories and seeing where the next steps could be as far as advocating for them based on their stories that honestly just changed it all for me and I, I literally woke up one morning and called my dad and said hey pop I think I'm going to law school and I googled what I needed to do and you know the rest is history. I love it I love it when I hear your story um, I, 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 when you said this the, the first part of the dream was to showcase somebody else's journey and then the second part of it was almost like this intervention in the story. Like, you know what? I don't just want to showcase it. I want to be a part of their story, a part of their elevation and lifting them up. I think that's a uh, powerful uh, concept to go from, hey, I want to show their story versus I want to strengthen them in their story. Absolutely. What do you enjoy most about being an attorney? I like being a person that fixes other people's problems, you know, as an attorney, people don't typically, you know, reach for the phone and want to call an attorney as soon as something comes up. We're usually kind of a last resort. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't blame people. We don't have the best reputation as a whole. Um, but I love being to take people's problems, be the David to whatever Goliath they're facing. And I really get a lot of power myself from that, you know, I really think as an attorney, I have an alter ego as far as, you know, how I am in my personal life versus how I am in my professional life and the professional version of me, you know, I'm not afraid. I will stand up for my clients hundred percent, 
Um, and I won't back down. And usually in my personal life, I don't like confrontation. You know, I'm really easygoing. But as an attorney, you know, there's there's really no limits to what I can do. And I love having that power. And I love being able to give, you know, that phone call to the client, say, hey, you know, we did it. This is going to be behind you. It's all good. I love that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, what, what I visualized when you were telling the story was that there is a Michelle who puts the cape on. <laughs> and it is that superhero helping other people out. And then there's the Michelle who takes the cape off and can be a person. You know, again, I, I think about it like almost like the the person behind the profession, the the lady behind the label. And mm -hmm. I and I, and I think how you captured that is uh is meaningful um, because uh because just because our natural tendencies and I want to talk to the, the listeners for a moment. Sometimes we think our profession has to be exactly who we are as a as a person we think we can't have this different um ego this different person that that michelle just described but, but to keep in mind um the power of the human being yeah you can you can be this complete different person who's completely different from who you are um in you know naturally but you could take on these different um requirements or even these different callings based on the circumstances Absolutely. And yeah, going off of that, you know, there aren't a lot of attorneys that look like me. <laughs> you know, I am younger. I'm, you know, Colombian American um, and I'm a woman. So, you know, the legal industry is definitely still catching up with that regard in terms of equality. And so it's also fun for me to be able to have, you know, show a voice to other people that may be coming up through college or law school and say, hey, you know, there's still power in who you are. You don't have to look like all of the other, you know, no offense to all my old white homies, but, you know, you don't have to look like everyone else to be successful and to be able to succeed in this um, industry. You, you really can do it. You don't have to hide who you are. There's a lot of power in just owning it. Mm, yes, I, I love that. Well, and naturally, I, 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 um, I have a lot of, uh, I think, one of my passions is showcasing the, the Latina lawyer journey. And you, I think you speak to that. And I think people like you, when I think about my little sisters, when I think about my, my, my younger nieces coming up, um, they have people like you to look up to. Like, look, she's doing it. And she may not look like every other attorney you've ever seen. Maybe not like every attorney you've ever known but she is somebody who's doing who's being the example and i, I appreciate that I, I think i think i i i've read statistics along the way i think it's, it's like three percent of the attorneys are latina and, and women is, is something like that yes it's it's so low it's like two to three percent like you said and that's that's insane you know it's there's a spot for us too Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it. All the attorneys across America, I said, you know what? I want, I want to showcase every one of those three percent. I want to be <laughs> part of having them on my podcast. So, so maybe you can help me with that along the way. Oh, absolutely! I've got some fantastic women for you. Let's let's do that. Awesome. Now, how did you decide to specialize in lemon law? And if you could also break down a little bit about what lemon law is for anybody like myself who doesn't know much about what that is. Absolutely. So the Lemon Law is basically the law that 
helps you when you buy a car and it doesn't work. So, you know, here in Orange County, there's a dealership called Toyota of Orange and they have a little jingle that says, well, you won't get a lemon because um, it's Toyota of Orange. So <laughs> out in Orange County, that's usually how I explain it. But if you buy a car and it has a warranty, you do expect it to work. And unfortunately, nowadays with all the crazy new technologies we're putting into cars, cars just aren't working the way they used to. So if you have repeat issues during the warranty period, then the manufacturer has to either fix it or they have to buy it back. And the bad news is a lot of times if consumers approach them directly, they're going to blow them off. You know, they just want to hope people give up, don't really know their rights, and, you know, they can keep this cycle going, which is really, really terrible for consumers. So that's when I come in. So if people's cars, trucks, RVs aren't working under warranty, they're getting nowhere with the manufacturer, they call me and I'm able to hopefully get them a complete buyback so they can get all of their money back and get out of that car or RV and into a new one that hopefully works much better. Nice. So, <laughs> um, thank you for breaking that down for that. I, I think that gives a lot of context. Um, and I will say you're the first Lemon Law attorney who's graced my podcast now so how did you decide <laughs> how did you decide that specific niche within law again it, it is unique um how did you choose that one niche honestly i think the lemon law chose me <laughs> um th this quote that comes to mind is you make plans god laughs you know i since law school was gung-ho, I'm going to be a criminal defense attorney. That is what I love to do. You know, I love being in court. I loved hearing people's stories and trying to see the good in people as opposed to just all the bad. Um, but I ended up getting my first job out of law school at a small firm in Fresno, California doing criminal defense and my now husband lived out there. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be closer to him. I'll get some experience under my belt. And after almost two years, you know, I was ready to get back to Southern California because that's where I was born and raised. So an opportunity came up for a job at a lemon law firm in San Diego. I knew absolutely nothing about cars um, or really civil law in general. Um, but I got the job and it was a lot of just learn as you go. I mean, most of my career has just been learn as you go. And I think that's the best way to learn. Um, so I got that job in San Diego, worked there for eight months, got actually poached by a law firm in LA that did Lemon Law. Um, and it was one of those situations where he was like, okay, what do I need to pay you to come work for me? You know, get out of there. <laughs> um, so I worked for him for almost three years and he really took me under his wing and taught me the ins and outs of the law itself. And I think once you know the law inside and out, you're gonna be the most powerful attorney out there. So he taught me everything I needed to know to the point where, you know, I felt comfortable. Okay, I've learned what I need to learn here. You know, something inside me just said, okay, it's, it's time, you know, you need to go out on your own and really do things your way and be able to create a law firm that reflects who I am and what kind of purpose I think I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, um, I, what I want to highlight what you said, um, 
you talked about learning as you go. And again, I, I, I often think in visual. So the visual that came to me was, you know, you, you do, dove into the water without knowing how to swim. And then you're, so you're, you, you dove in, you're learning how to swim, which I think speaks to your courage because sometimes before we even apply for a job, a role, an opportunity, we think we need to know everything before mm -hmm. as opposed to the concept of learning as you go. Let me speak to the listeners again. Okay, so if you're listening and you just heard Michelle's story, she just illustrated the power of learning as you go. So whatever opportunity is before you right now, I just want to encourage you about this oppor the opportunity before you. You're probably never going to get to the point if you're trying to prepare before the opportunity and there's so much learning that can happen in the opportunity. So let me encourage you um, again, I don't know what your opportunity is before you, but it might be a good time to dive on in and learn to swim as you go. Absolutely. And across the board, even when I did criminal defense, I remember as an intern, we would be walking to court after lunch and my, you know, managing attorney at the time would just hand me a stack of five files. And he's like, okay, you're going to do these sentencings in about 10 minutes. And I'm just walking with all these files like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, but you have to step it up. You know, it's kind of an instinct, you know, you, you don't want to fail. You want to do the best, especially in this field. It's not about you. It's about someone else. Mm -hmm. So you need to be the best version of yourself immediately. There's no other option. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, you know, it applies to every part of life. You're never going to be a hundred percent prepared for anything. And if you want to live your life that way, you're going to really miss out. Mm. Listen to that. You're going to miss out if you're waiting to be whatever that is for you. And I, and I, and I, and I think back almost to like my childhood and, you know, I remember like football practice. I was like, you know, I always feel like we could, we could have practiced so much more, you know, but at some point the game is coming up on the calendar regardless. And you just, whatever <laughs> preparation you've done at this point, to dive in and, you know, to, to get into the game and to use whatever you have. But then also, I, I, I like how you're, you're describing it, though, just continuing to improve and refine as you go and not being um, enslaved to the fear that can so easily uh, capture us. Absolutely. There was a meme or something on Instagram that was it said, you know, what if is based on fear, but even if is based on faith. And I think that's so powerful. You have to be prepared to move on, even if things don't go according to your plan. And as a very type A person, that is so hard for me to do. Um, and it's really something I'm still working on and will continue to work on probably for the rest of my career. But, you know, for those people starting out, you know, Take that first step. Have a little bit of faith in yourself. You'd be surprised. Yes. Have the faith in yourselves. Transition from the what if to the even if. I think I'm going to have to, you know, put that that quote, that concept down um, in, in an entire <laughs> different video. Um, but that it even if approach, you know, to move forward with life, even if I, I think about, um, you know, again, my journey, even thinking about that with, you um, being an author, right? Like the idea is, well, even if it doesn't sell one copy, hey, that's okay. You know, like, but I got the first book out, you know, or, you know, now that it's sold over a hundred, it's like, okay, well, even if it doesn't sell a thousand, like, but it's still learning. Or even if I get criticized on my Amazon reviews or whatever it is, 
um, that even if approach, I really like that it resonates with me and in, in, uh, in my experience as well. I, and, and I'm glad that your experience illustrates that even if approach. So let's talk about the, your law firm. So you talk about starting the law firm. When you think about this, um, starting the law firm, what advice would you offer someone just starting their law firm? So the best advice I can give is to have a good support system. You know, being an attorney is one thing, but then starting your own law firm and suddenly being a business owner is a completely different animal. You know, entrepreneurship is, it's a roller coaster. It's continuously a roller coaster. And you really want to have those people around you that are going to be there to celebrate with you on your good days, but also be there for you and encourage you and not let you give up when things get really hard because things are going to get really hard. Um, and it's really just about being able to overcome that and having people have your have your village of people that is going to be there for you and, and see this through with you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for that, that insight. I think about not being an island isolated by yourself in the ocean, but you know, be that, you know, that peninsula, to be that connect, be connected um, to people. And nobody has to do it by themselves unless they choose to. And I think that speaks to every, again, you're talking about these universal principles that it, there's so much value in celebrating you on your, on your, in your victories, mourning with you on your losses, of, you know, affirming you when you're feeling insecure, you know, all of these things you spoke to, just having great people in your village as your support system. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, for me, I actually went out on my own at <laughs> probably the worst time ever. Um, I went on my own earlier this year in February, about three weeks before the whole world shut down. Mm -hmm. So navigating, you know, shelter in place and having a new law firm was was a lot more than I expected. You know, I had already heard all the advice from other solos, like the first year is going to be hard. Just get through the first year. You know, it's going to be slow. You know, just get a couple clients, just get a couple clients and you'll make it. And then the whole world shut down. I, was like, I can't even file a case, you know, and I, I have no answers. I don't know when the world's going to come back. And so I remember April and May, I think were the worst months for me because I, you know, I, I'm a soul. I'm a true solo. I, I answer the phones. I do everything myself. And all I would get was robocalls for two straight months and just answering the phone and having no one on the other side of that. I mean, that crushes you. It was really hard. Um, but you know, luckily I had my husband and he was just like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Just, you know, write it out. Just try to focus your, your efforts on other things like your social media, because I was still growing everything from scratch myself. And so, you know, he helped me get through, through those really hard months. And I remember it was like 4.59 on a Friday, you know, at the end of May. And I get a phone call and I was, you know, I hadn't talked to someone on the phone in months. Um, and there was someone on the other side of the phone. Mm -hmm. And that just honestly made my day just being able to speak to someone, give them some advice. They didn't even end up being a client, but I was able to give them some advice. Um, and it just little bits and pieces, little breadcrumbs like that 
those will get you through the hard times. As long as you don't lose sight of your why, you know, you, you'll make it through. I love that. Wow. Um, so think about what Michelle just shared with us, uh, podcast listeners. Um, uh, she shared an authentic, vulnerable part of her journey. And there is power in that vulnerability. And what, what, what I, I, I really appreciate, especially in, um, you know, whether it's social media culture, where it's like, hey, everything is good. Everything is great. Hey, most successful person ever, you know, you know, over here, right? Like this idea of what we can portray to every, to add to people is I'm successful. I'm successful. I'm successful. But for you to share a vulnerable, real part of your journey, I think there's great power in that. And I, I relate to that 100%, you know, because, um, and, I'm, I, and I'm not sure how much I imagine for you, um, how the whole system is connected with your, your business. So the less cars that are sold, the less problems they have, less problems they have, the less, you know, um, clients are coming to you for, for that lemon law expertise. For me as a business coach, the more um, clients or businesses suffer, the less they're thinking about, Hey, well, what can we cut out the budget? You know? And, and I remember, you know, certain clients drying up or, or putting pause on different contracts we had. And you're just looking around like, uh Oh, like, um, you know, how long will this, will this last? And, uh, and I, and I, and I also like how you talked about making the most of certain opportunities, like, um, your, you know, your husband was talking about, even with the, with social media, maximizing your time there, but really persevering and enduring through the hard times. I think there's a, there's this beautiful power in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I do want to ask about a challenge. You might already have already said it, but if the question springs up something else, then feel free to go um, to, 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 to um, chime in on this one as well. So what has been one challenge you faced as an attorney and have overcome? So it goes back to what we touched on earlier, you know, being young, being Latina, being a woman in this industry, you know, especially early in my career, I would walk into a courtroom and I was the only woman. I was probably the only woman under 40 or 50. And I was the only one, you know, in a skirt suit. And so everyone looks at you first, they assume you're the court reporter or they assume that you are the interpreter. Um, and men don't get treated like that, unfortunately, you know? So it is something that you have to have a really tough skin because you're not going to be treated the same. You know, I'm sorry, that's not where our, our industry's at yet. Um, but there are some absolutely spectacular women out there that, you know, are not only fighting for themselves, but they're standing up for, for the younger generations that are coming up. And, you know, I consider myself one of those coming up generations. Um, and I'm so thankful for those people that have been through this and have been through much worse than anything I've seen. So, you know, you get called honey or sweetie or kid and in depositions or in court and you know what what did i do to to earn that disrespect so it's it's something that i'm probably going to live with for the better part of my career um and i understand that but it's also very powerful to be able to stand up for myself when i see that kind of behavior happening because early in my career you know i just took it i didn't say anything even other women would call me sweetie and i'm like well, i'm so confused why are you attacking me we're on the same team 
Um, but now it's just powerful being able to know, you know, you don't need to take that. You can stand up for yourself. And it's actually not only you standing up for yourself and your clients, you're helping the next generation of lawyers. And there's some spectacular women coming up through the ranks. So it's really all of our duty to just keep pushing forward, keep pushing towards equality, keep pushing towards being the best in our industry, because really being the best is how we're going to get that respect. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've heard the, the concept in the story before, um, again, of Latina lawyers who who are yet yeah, are you hey, are you the, are you the translator? Are you the assistant? Especially if you're, you're younger as well. Um, but I, I appreciate that concept of the, the thick skin and little little jabs to your your person um that again like it's not a completely you know a a complete disrespect like you know but but those little jabs i think can add up and i and i and i I appreciate how you're talking about being aware of those and then still going you know what what will help us move forward will be um our excellence our success our our results you know your results will speak for itself even when criticism comes and i think our culture um is probably um when i say our culture i'm talking about just the culture of criticism you know it's i mean when i think about um anything you buy on amazon you can go write a review from you know, one through five stars and you give it you know everything i hate about it you know or, or whatever whatever you know um whether that it's that or you know you you just scroll only for so so for so long before you look at a youtube video and there's criticism what somebody didn't like about what was happening but i think it speaks to this idea of um pushing through the criticism pushing through the opposition even the small jabs can have an an impact on you but not letting that interfere with your excellence i think there's uh i i really love that you you capture that thank you what has been the best way for you to market your law firm? Honestly, social media, it's, it's free. You, know, you don't have to pay for Google ads. You don't have to pay for Facebook ads. You just have this platform where you can put out your message. You can show people who you are. You can show people what to expect. And you can give them a little bit of a preview as to what it's like to really work with you. You know, it's it's a new day and age to where a lot of consumers before they hire an attorney, you know, you you go to Yelp, you go to Google, you get to check out those reviews. But now with social media, it's another step. You can you can see what they do on the weekends. <laughs> you know, you can see, you know, what their interests are, how they communicate. Um, and I think that's been really powerful for me to be able to showcase you know, my knowledge, who I am, you know, there aren't a lot of lemon law attorneys out there. So to be able to be put myself out there and put a face to the name and and all that has been really nice. And um, it reminds me of a piece of advice I got early on. And they said, you don't have to be the best attorney. You just have to be the attorney people know. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. Um, But I also still, you know, I want to be the best but I think there's a lot of power in just being out there and being the, the community attorney, the people that people are comfortable coming to when they have problems. Um, so that's really what I've tried to create, you know, on Instagram and Facebook is, you know, I'll put out informational videos because I'm always learning too. And so I'll get 
the same kinds of calls, you know, for a month or so and say, hey, you know, I think everyone needs to know more about, you know, how to buy used cars or what the latest oil change scam is, because I think it's interesting and I didn't know about it. So I figure why not share it with the community? And, you know, if it helps someone out, that's great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. When, when, and one, it makes me all the more excited to showcase you on the different social media platforms. Um, but two, I, I think um, you maximizing our current world and telling, again, like you said, your authentic story, like it, uh, I was interviewing another attorney and we were talking about this idea of how many attorneys of color did you know growing up? And mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, like a, like a friend's parent. And I was like, zero. And I was like, you know what? I have a, I have cousins. I, I, I have an uncle, but he, but he lived in, in, in Houston. But it wasn't, wasn't like we were really close or like, hey, I picked up the phone and called him and he, or he called me. It wasn't, we didn't have that dynamic. So really it was like zero. But what I'm hearing from you is you're showcasing more of who you are. So you're becoming more tangible. So people know you, as you mentioned, People can have, there could be the best attorney in the world, but if people, people don't know them, they won't know to call them. They won't know to reach out. Um, so I love that you mentioned that, of course, also sharing your journey, sharing what you're learning along the way, picking up on trends and educating the, the, uh, the public so that they're aware of what to do. So let me encourage listeners for a moment. Let me give you a call to action. So go over to... Um, to, to Michelle's Facebook, Instagram, follow her, of course, like her on Facebook, give, um, give her, interact with her content, comments, let, let her know you heard the podcast here um, because I, if she's saying that's the number one way that's helping her, we, we as, as an, an audience wanna be great supporters of people like her, um, again, on Facebook, Instagram, or wherever else she is. Um, but thank you for sharing th that element to it. I, I, I think, again, I, I, I think whether it's um, letting people know the real you, educating people, um, being aware of trends, and, uh, and I, I think all of those are powerful tools for people listening for their own business as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think especially for solos and small firms, it's even more powerful because a lot of people have that perception of these big, fancy, stuffy, you know, law firms that just aren't approachable. You're, you're afraid to call. You don't know who you're going to talk to when you call. And a lot of times you're not going to speak directly to the attorney. And so if you're doing things differently, that is the best way to be able to communicate to that to people because, you know, a website can only, you know, everyone's kind of looks the same. Um, but social media, you know, People call me by my first name. I, I prefer that. I'm not one of those stuffy, you know, call me Mrs. Fonseca Camana. Like I, that's not, that's not me. That's not who I want to be. I want to be, you know, that attorney for the people. So I think for anyone that might be taking that, that path less traveled, you know, showcase that. Don't be afraid of showcasing that. I, I struggled with finding my voice on social media at first. You know, I wanted to do that you know, third person talking as the law firm thing. And it just, it wasn't working. It felt wrong because <laughs> I knew it was me and I knew, you know, everyone could tell it was just me, you know, I'm a solo. And so once I shifted gears from what everyone else was doing to just, hey, this is me, let me tell you about myself. 
this is where I came from. This is what happened this week. You know, this is something I found interesting today. It's just, it feels better. I can communicate with people so much better. And I feel like I'm able to connect and actually make a difference now. So do your own thing, do your own thing. Yes, I'm, I'm hearing um, be authentically you. And uh, I think there's a, I think there's a reason like that idea of uh, faking it till you make it. I, I, I don't like the word fake, you know, I think that that word just kind of irks me. And I, so I think that's clear, like don't fake it till you make it, but, um, but being authentically, you showcasing your true journey. And that often is absolutely enough. Absolutely. <laughs> Talk about what has helped you establish work-life balance as an attorney? So I give that one 100% to my husband. <laughs> he, he keeps me grounded and fed every day. You know, um, if it were up to me, I would work 24-7 just because I love what I do. I, tr I truly, truly do. Um, but you really can't. You can't help people if your if your cup is half full. You know, you're not going to be as effective as you can be if you were, you know, actually taking care of yourself, mind, body, soul. So, you know, I work out every day almost um, at a local boot camp. Um, I try to eat well. My husband, thankfully, loves cooking, <laughs> so he he makes sure you know I eat lunch. And I don't work through lunch too much. And, you know, I really, it's nice having that balance because if it was just me, I would probably go off the rails and be a workaholic and who knows what would happen to me. <laughs> but that's been, you know, he keeps, keeps me, keeps me grounded. Sure. And I think, you know, you capturing that, it, it speaks to, um, you know, the partners we choose that can really help complement our nature. And even you, you know, you know, exalting and, and, and praising you, you know, your husband, I think, I think that's always a powerful thing um, because uh, um, hey, my wife, same way, same way, um, very much. Um, she'll, she'll ask me, uh, she'll ask me, have you eaten today? And I'm like, yes, you know, um, th th that bowl of grapes that were in the refrigerator, I ate those bowl of grapes and she was like, nope, that doesn't count. You know, we need a real, we need a real meal here, um, but very much so to find it. So as you're, if you're listening in, um, you know, finding partnerships, sure, uh, romantically in marriage, absolutely, you know, where it compliments you. Um, but even outside of that, for you, I know some single people listening, and we also want to encourage you is, is finding great people who um, will hold you accountable for taking care of yourself. I, I, I love how Michelle mentioned, you know, um, working out on a regular basis. That is that's helping every part of her life. It's helping, it helps attitude. It helps, it helps mood. It helps, um, helps her, her, uh, her cognitive ability. It helps her at work. It helps her at home. Um, and I, and even, um, uh, e eating in a, in a healthy way, all those things really help and, and contribute to holistic success, which I'm all about as a coach. Um, so yes, uh, that work life balance, finding somebody, um, to help us along the way, as we mentioned before with the relationships, those things we're gonna help in so many areas of life. Absolutely. And, you know, on the friend side, family side, you know, I've been lucky that, you know, when the things go well, I have them to, to text and, you know, they'll send me, 
you know, one of my best friends sent me this little like spa package set when I first opened my firm because she knew, you know, you're going to be grinding for a while, but, you know, take some self-care days. Don't, don't lose sight of yourself while you're, you're kind of taking over the world. And so that's been, you know, so, so helpful. I'm so grateful to have, you know, all these people in my life supporting me. Yes. I love that. I love that support system. So to bring us in for a land and the final question we'll cover today is what are your favorite qualities of your favorite people? So there's two that come to mind. The first one is hardworking. I'm a sucker for anyone that is a hard worker. And I think I appreciate that because of my dad growing up. You know, when you're young, you don't appreciate things. And um, he, you know, used to commute to work like 45 minutes to an hour each way, then go through the work day. And then he would come back and coach my soccer team and my brother's soccer team after work and then wake up and do it all over again. So, you know, now being my age, thinking how tired I am after one work day or sitting in rush hour traffic, I can't, I can't imagine doing all that, you know, putting family over your own exhaustion. And so I appreciate so much, you know, I've had great role models for that particular trait. And I think that really helped me decide to take this journey on and starting my own law firm because I want to have my ducks in a row. I want to be able to have that flexibility to put my family first and hopefully not have to be absolutely exhausted um, during the whole process. So I, you know, hard work is definitely something I learned from my dad and you know, I hope I, I can make him proud with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think uh, he sounds he sounds like somebody who understands love, who understands uh, sacrifice. I think about a number of parents out there, my, you know, um, mine included, um, that w- w- some of us, we look back and go, how did they even do that? Like, how did they do what they did? And, you know, you know, my mom and I would have that conversation, similar conversation of, hold on. So you had three of us and then you, for a period as a single parent, how did you have three kids? We were all in sport, you know, sports, driving around. I mean, how many jobs did you have? Two, three jobs? Like, oh my goodness. But I think hearing your admiration and your respect for um, how hardworking your dad is, it's, uh, it's super nourishing um, to, to, to hear. Um, you, uh, you mentioned two qualities. Did, did you capture them already? <laughs> So the second one actually is basically the other half of um of me. Um my my mom. So kindness, you know, to everyone. So she just she's truly been a saint. Um, not only with our own family, but strangers, neighbors, you know, little old ladies at China painting, you know, she she gives so much of herself and has never expected anything in return. So I think growing up with that intrinsically has made me want to give back to the community and be there for people and actually make a difference. So I think between, you know, my mom and my dad, you know, the hard work and the kindness, they're perfect (laughs) to me. 
Um, and so I'm just really thankful that I've had those kinds of role models um, growing up. Yes. What a powerful testimonial for our parents who are listening in. I mean, to, to conduct yourself in such a way where your child five years from now, 10 years from now, 20, 30 years from now will describe you as, as the most kind person in the world, the most hardworking person in the world, as perfect, and she even used this other phrase, role models. And I think if, you, if you're a parent listening, those are qualities worthy of imitation and implementation to use those qualities over and over again as hardworking, as kind, um, to become those role models for your children that they'll speak about five years from now, 10, 20, 30 years from now um, in a powerful way. I think that's a great, a great testimonial there for them and the job they did with you, Michelle. <laughs> thank you. All right, my friends. Well, Michelle, thank you for gracing the Strong Life Coach podcast with your presence. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been really fun to, to chat about my story and you know, learn a little bit more about you too. Mm -hmm. All right. If you're listening in again, let me remind you, go, 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 go follow uh, Michelle, Michelle on Instagram. Michelle, remind them of your handle. West Coast Lemons. West Coast Lemons on Instagram and remind them of, of your handle over on, uh, on Facebook. It's Thanks. the same thing. So West Coast Lemons. I've got some videos on YouTube too. So it's easy to search West Coast Lemons and I should pop up. All right, so go follow her, uh, interact with her content, comment on it. Also, um, give her that five-star rating over on Facebook so more people can find out about what she's doing, about her passion. Of course, this is the Strong Life Coach Podcast where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll connect with you on the next episode.